0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode. I'm Hugh McCarran. I'm Ben Maloney.
1: I'm Faye Lenner.
0: I'm Adam Bergstrom. So come take a seat with us on the Mockery Cushion as we explore the myths, deceptions and misconceptions surrounding the current pandemic. All right, so this week we are joined by Atom Bergstrom, and Atom is a health researcher and educator. He runs two websites, which are sunsyncnutrition.com and solartiming.com, uh, which is all about chronobiotic nutrition. He has written over 40 ebooks which are all available on solartiming.com. And has recently written multiple ebooks detailing his observations of the coronavirus pandemic. All right, so how are you anyway, Adam? I'm
2: great. How are, oh, are you guys?
0: Good. Yeah, yeah. not bad. Yeah, was,
3: uh, I'm in in Bradford, which is still in a a lockdown. It's We're a locked bit... down here too. Yeah. Oh, you are. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, they're they're really serious about it. now. We we kind of social distance anyway. We've become kind of uh, hermits we just go out to the farmers market once a week usually yeah and once in a while have to make a trip to do some kind of uh, legal thing or whatever you know every, yeah. so mm. often so it hasn't affected us but the poor people now with a heat wave here that have to go out with masks and work all day yeah so sorry for them
0: mm. i know uh, are, are masks uh, are they mandatory where you are if you're going to shops? Yeah, shop they're meetings?
2: mandatory even even on the street if you're walking on a hiking trail. Really? Even on a oh, even on a Zoom meeting? Can you believe that?
0: Oh, I saw that. Yeah, I saw <laughs> it was much um...
2: Hey, maybe that's why they were banning us. <laughs> yeah. It really? Why and is I that? I, I have no idea. It's, you know, uh, <laughs> the whole thing is crazy in the first place. Uh, my mm. take is that this is just a simple virus, an RNA virus that came down the pike. It's not exosomes or anything like that, anything complicated. Mm. It's uh, a cold that may be as bad as the flu, maybe a tiny bit. I suspect from the data I've seen that it's less of a killer than the regular flu epidemic that kills people. And mm. isn't it interesting how you don't even hear about the flu now? It's like, sure, the flu.
3: Mm, i know still yes. still may an average of i think is it 500,000 000, 000 flu deaths every year and it doesn't get it doesn't really Something get like about. that
2: it's really mm-hmm. up there and you know with all the other things and cancer for instance i've only known two personal friends who had uh, coronavirus and mm-hmm. they were two of the first to get it in oklahoma and they told me they really got sick but a uh, vibrant gal here my partner a few years ago, she almost died from a flu. She stopped breathing in my arms when I was wow. carrying her into the bathroom, and I started screaming. And after about thirty seconds, she suddenly said, "Why are you yelling?" <laughs> and came to. And I had to. I had to take her. Fortunately, we were evacuated from the. Uh, you probably heard about the Thomas fire and the flood. Twenty-three people were killed here, drowned by. Giant boulders coming down off the hillside and mud and everything, debris flow. But we were safe at a ranch at that time when it happened. But we were Mm. isolated. So we were basically stuck about 30 miles out in the wilderness with no help. And here I thought she was dying of the flu. Oh, my gosh. so So that's serious. But I only know two people, and I don't know a single person who has died of this yet in my lifetime. Everybody seems to with a common cold. We apparently get it five to seven times a year. I have, it. but most people don't even know they have a cold. It just mm. passes on through. And yeah. uh, here it is, they're testing for who has it, not who has serious problems or dies from it.
0: Yeah. And the I people
2: think- the comorbidities that are happening in uh, uh, in nursing homes, I suspect it's the drugs, as do other people. You know, Tylenol yeah. was responsible for half the liver deaths in, in the country, in the US anyway, I don't know about other countries. Half the deaths, 25, 25% of those are from, and this is Time Magazine, I'm quoting the reports, 25% are but from just regular use of Tylenol and 25% are suicide because it's the favorite method of suicide in the US, Tylenol.
0: And, and that, Tylenol is, is paracetamol, isn't it? The Yep, the pink, I see the
2: management, yeah. and
3: then ivermectin is just bad. So. Yeah, think, uh, regarding the virus, because because you mentioned Atom, the, um, you know, RNA and these the SARS viruses and things. I, I was unaware until recently that there are other strains of coronavirus that have been around for for years. So, what uh, do do you have any uh, ideas about the origins of this particular uh, strain of the virus? You know, if you take
2: statistics, the best bet is uh, through uh, birds and pigs because they co-evolved. The coronavirus co-evolved with uh, birds in about 75 million years ago. The conservative people say it was 10,000 years ago that they can prove. But back then, they figured since the birds and pigs, too, evolved with it. Many of these viruses start with pigs. In fact, the Spanish flu actually probably started from our association with animals in Kansas City is one story. However, uh, that virus could have been around since 1915 and worked its way to Kansas, uh, Kansas some other way because, uh, it, uh, apparently the Spanish flu was around for three or four years before it ever came. And viruses like, uh, coronaviruses migrate so quickly or change so quickly, they can transcribe in three minutes, and they usually only last about a week in their exact form, and there's actually a swine flu virus of that that was loose just not too many years ago. It may be still out there that mutates so quickly that if it went from one state to another state here in the U.S., you would have no antibodies for it because... uh, it would be a totally different virus. So testing would be impossible. Mm. And that's one of the problems that makes uh, COVID or coronaviruses hard to uh, test. Many people uh, don't have antibodies and they have had it because it's a different variety. And many people don't have it and have had it. So mm. they don't really know what the heck is going on. And mm. I suspect this is something like, Saint Vitus's dance have you ever heard of that no no saint vitus's dance uh, when uh, about 20 years ago was uh, was supposed to be associated with ergot which is uh, the basic building block of lsd because in the middle ages uh, maybe thousands maybe even millions of people started wildly dancing in the street until they would dance themselves to death and uh it got blamed on ergot and uh and of course the lsd people really supported it but i've gone back in historic uh medical books back as far as the 1870s and they knew it was like a uh a, a religious uh psychopathic uh it was totally in their heads and uh Then, now, that seems to be the new theory, that they're sorry that they called chorea, which is when uh, children start jerking around with crazy movements uh, with that, and that it couldn't have been ergot, because ergot just puts you to sleep. You certainly don't dance. And they left out the parts of it as a worldwide occurrence that occurred in countries that didn't have any rye. And uh, anyway, I think a lot of this... uh, let me tell you a, a quick story. A yogi was sitting on the path in India, and a man came along that looked suspicious to him. So he said, "Who are you, and what is your business?" "I'm going to the Kumbh Mela because the Lord of Death has told me I have to kill a thousand people." And the yogi said, "Well, that sounds reasonable. Go about your uh, your karma." So he reads in the paper. Then though, instead of a thousand people died, a hundred thousand people died. And now I said, "This is unacceptable." So when the guy came back, he stopped him again, and he said, "I thought you said a thousand people." He said, "That's all I took. The rest of them got scared to death." <laughs> <laughs> so I think a lot of COVID uh, is in people's head, and hmm. it's been well known by people who have researched v- voodoo and uh shell shock now called ptsd uh that many people died from this fear and uh i think yeah. a lot of that is in play with
0: COVID 19. Hmm. yeah like p- people downplay how serious emotional stress is on a person's health certainly
2: definitely uh, yeah. i'll tell you a story uh uh I had a girlfriend, and we got the notice that her uh, mother was dying in the hospital in San Diego. So early in the morning, in fact, the doctor said, you better come down because she's got 24 hours to live. So we went down to San Diego, met all of her relatives lying in from Kansas, and we all, in truth, went to the hospital. It was this lady all stuck with tubes in her, whining, and my girlfriend says, why don't you just unplug her? This is so cruel." And I'm always one of those people raged against this good night, you know, don't, don't accept such faith. So Mm -hmm. I was thinking it and this old lady looks at me, starts staring at me. So I realized I was on camera, so to speak. And so I thought, what would a Donald Lay do? And he was my teacher. So I walked up to her. I took her frail little hands in my hands and I said, repeat after me. I am a winner. And to my amazement, as well as the rest of the people, she yelled out, I am a winner, and didn't die. <laughs> they took her out of VR. Everybody went home. and They stepped her wow. way in the nursing home for nine months. So then she finally passed away, probably of loneliness. Wow. To go figure.
0: <laughs> That's crazy. It just shows the power of, of words, doesn't it? Um,
2: I that persons. surprised the heck out of me
0: yeah
3: <laughs> and i've seen many cases similar to that, but that was the extreme um, yeah you talk about the whole um just the fear element of this pandemic and i was looking at a, a study uh, like a cnc survey i think it was a thousand people uh in america that showed the average person believed that nine percent of the population had died from coronavirus uh, which, is, <laughs> which is 30, 30 million people, which is about 225 times higher than the actual uh, percentage of, of deaths. So people are also overestimating the cases by a factor of 20 as well. Uh, and similarly in the UK, it was about 7% that people thought, when it's actually 100 times less than that. You know, You've got people, some good people on that
2: coming out of England. Vernon Coleman and Dave Cullen are two good examples. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I've been watching Dave Cullen. He's, he's done some really good stuff.
2: Yeah. I I I, when it comes to masks, I really agree with those guys. They they really know what's happening. It is a great reset. It's been going on. You know, they've been controlling people, and they just dis- yeah. on, keep on adding on, adding on. Yeah. In California alone, we have eight hundred plus new laws on the books every year. Every year. That's crazy. I'm yeah. sure you're in a similar situation. Yeah. On.
0: Yeah, they, they just use the threat of the virus to to justify all of these new rules. I think it keep...
2: even supplied a surprise to people in the boardrooms. You know, they thought this was going to go on until 2030, and then they were just amazed at how easily – I mean, people are genuinely afraid. You'll yeah. walk near them, and they'll jump out of the way, even yeah. into the street if you go near yeah. them. They're so afraid of it, yeah. which just is amazing uh, amazing to me.
0: Or if you see if if uh, if someone sneezes, then everyone's just terrified. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I was actually on the tube a couple of weeks ago in London, and a woman sneezed, and everyone apart from about two people just got off at the next stop. <laughs> <laughs> it was just empty. <laughs> oh.
3: That doesn't surprise me. Amazing. You know, I've I've been reading uh, recently um, about masks and. Uh, What people don't realise are potential health conditions caused by the masks. So, you know, you can get dryness of the mouth and things. So there's no saliva killing off bacteria. Bacteria can build up. Dentists are now saying that appointments at the moment are relating to uh, mask-related incidents. So people having receding gum lines and inflammation, tooth decay, even tonsillitis. Um, They're calling it mask mouth. But this is, this is something, you know, it, it, this seems to be causing people serious problems.
2: I, I agree. I think it causes more problems than otherwise. Because, uh, first of all, uh, your hands are touching it. When I went to the farmer's market, and we have to wear them, so I had mine on, and the strap broke. So I have to be handling my cash and the mask at the same time, my wallet and everything, holding it and balancing <laughs> it like this. And I'm sure yeah. I, 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 money has all those uh, terms on it and things like that. I, normally, we get them all the time. Uh, but uh, I'm actually touching my hands and my mouth mm. <laughs> to pay the bills. You see They put both. in the lines. You have to go in one and out the other. Normally, to get to the parking lot, we just briefly walk past a few people. Mm-hmm. Now we have to walk through about 300 people to go yeah. around sidewalk. <laughs> Walk an extra yeah. you know, half a mile to get back to yeah. the car. Yeah.
0: And yeah. through all those people. Yeah, all <laughs> these all these one way systems have just made it so much more convoluted and made the the whole journey like twice as long than it should be.
3: Yeah. And people it's, don't pay it's-
2: into California into a Rube Goldberg machine if you remember <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. But people, you know, not not uh I mean people aren't really distancing in the queues anyway. So I mean this is making people just stand next to each other for much longer periods of time.
1: Oh okay, true, yeah.
3: The, uh what was I gonna say? <laughs> I, <was talking> <laughs> Don't
0: know. I can't remember where <laughs> I was going with that. Um, no, but I think COVID causes forgetfulness. I think you
3: might be <laughs> uh-huh, that's okay. that's what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've read much about the the situation in the UK with um, with hospitals, but they they set up a load of emergency hospitals, the Nightingale hospitals on the NHS, which were, pretty much have been empty um, since the since the beginning. You know, mm-hmm. they, they uh, overestimated the. I think hospital beds actually four times emptier than they are normally uh and the the ambulance response times as well you know people waiting 2 hours for an ambulance for a stroke uh, or a heart attack um whereas obviously the covid ambulance response times um minutes you know
2: i've heard that
3: yeah yeah, yeah it's something like i think it's i've it says here in march um there were uh, more than 6000 patients waiting two more than 2 hours for an for an
0: ambulance like they, they built all of these like these, these hospitals, these emergency hospitals and they did it in like countries all around the world. It, it almost seemed like they were all trying to outdo each other with who can build like the quick the biggest mm-hmm. hospital in the quickest time and then they just don't get used in the end.
2: Many of them uh, the ones they are filled, they film them on like uh, the mainstream media to show. A lot of them are empty, and a lot of them are filled with people just coming in to get tests because they convince them to come in that they have to get the test. Mm. And, of course, when you get the people together like they do, you get more COVID. So they're actually causing Mm. it by people coming in to get the test.
0: Yeah. And I read that
2: the the drugs they give them are the main problem is not many people are dying if they stay home. And I mean stay home and go out in places, but they just don't go to the hospital. The yeah. hospitals uh,
3: are killing most of those people, in my estimation. I mean, I read as well that the tests um, have trouble distinguishing between different um, the different RNA fragments. So it, it can't tell the difference between necessarily <laughs> COVID-19 and other strands of the virus. And also, Hugh, you were saying about people testing positive after they'd already recovered.
0: Yeah, there's cases in Korea and in china where they'd already recovered from the virus and they're they're still testing positive but i don't know what that's all about i think
3: i read something about the um the virus remaining in in the nasal tracts or traces of the virus remaining for a lot longer after after recovery um so you could still many
2: but never uh it never gets to the nose it stays in the lungs or it's in the nose and not in the lungs so their tests Mm. don't Even when the tests are accurate, if they were accurate, which they aren't, they uh, often will miss it anyway because it it is selective in where it goes. They can go Mm -hmm. to a different organ system or not be in the blood. Uh, I'm a big fan of Emmanuel Rabisi's work, and uh, he shows that, uh, like, say you measure for potassium. They measure in the blood. But where? What is the blood? They measure in the serum. Well, mm. potassium is, if potassium is overloaded in the cell, it sucks it out of the blood. So when a person is deficient in potassium, they actually have too much
0: because they don't know how to test the entire yeah. blood
2: and the entire rest of the
0: body. Mm. Isn't that the same with like iron? And if you test your blood for iron, then it, it doesn't really tell you if you've got too much iron or not.
2: Yep. A, a typical cancer test, uh, there's 68% more potassium in the cell, and on the outside, it doesn't measure. It measures low. So people would think cancer has to do with low potassium, so they must need more potassium. And actually, potassium feeds cancer in its growing stage and uh, kills it in its spreading, metastasis stage. So people wow. don't take that into account. So Rabisi is the only one I've seen who ever bothered to take that into account. He lived 101. He did pretty well. Right, yeah.
0: What,
2: well, 101? That's that's really good. 101. <laughs> he was still practicing the, the day he died. I talked to him on the phone when he was 100. Wow. It's, wow.
1: So um, we've had various sources in the news saying that there might be lots of different treatments, but I just wondered what your thoughts were on the use of hydroxychloroquine and vitamin D as proposed treatments.
2: Too many side effects. If Even Wikipedia gets that right. I've seen the longest <laughs> list of side effects I ever saw for a drug. Uh, quinine, uh, uh chloramine itself, they're all toxic. Now, if a person has malaria, outright malaria, yes, uh, then it can work. But even then, it kills a lot of people down the line because it causes right. all kinds of damage. So all of these yeah. basically uh, basically cause damage, but in many treatments, uh, like I, if if uh, I was bitten by a rabid dog, I'd go get them. I'd go get the uh, the vaccine for it. But I know the vaccines are going to have side effects. But do I want to die now or die <laughs> twenty years later? You know, sometimes yeah, it comes yeah. down to a choice. With the flu, yeah. however. The flu is actually protecting us and cold viruses against certain things down the line. So we're actually building our immunity because Mm -hmm. they are measuring immunity as antibodies. And that's the emergency Mm -hmm. uh, immunity. There are four levels of immunity. One takes a, a day. It's a poison type immunity. One takes a week. One takes 28 days. And one takes uh, half a year, and a half a year one is the standard uh, antibody they usually measure. In fact, fatty mm. acids control acid and alkaline and immunity in the body. And that's, of course, where you get into uh, omega-3 fatty acids versus mm. uh, saturated fats. Yeah. Mm.
3: So I guess the, the best way really to protect against becoming more seriously ill from the virus is just to boost the immune system. For educating for the immune system
2: because remember who did the Spanish flu uh, strike people between twenty and forty, and mm-hmm. they make a mystery out of it. But they the same thing happened with the Hanta virus. Remember, if you had an undeveloped immune system or a deteriorating immune system, you were uh, immune to the side of the cytokine storm that occurred. So you actually have to educate your uh, immunity and go by. What could be called, uh, which Brevisi called guided chemotherapy. And now I'm not talking about the standard drugs they have. It's just that you know your, uh, your catabolic or anabolic state and what you're in. That's why steroids so work so well and for the flu and other things. And a doctor in Texas noted that. Bernie Coleman noted that. They used to treat these kinds of things with steroids. What you want to do is just tone down the immunity to stop the cytokine a kind of, uh storm from happening. Mm, and right. that's very easy with stir uh with just simple steroids, uh, which would they have side effects, but yeah. you don't die and you only use the steroids for a limited amount of time, not like many people do for certain conditions where mm. they get the moon face and all those oh, symptoms yeah. that go
0: with it. What do you think of Vitamin D, because like uh, some people are saying that, oh yeah, like high high dose vitamin D is a is a possible treatment. But I think I know there's a lot of debate actually. I think especially in the sort of the rape community as to whether you should supplement vitamin D and whether it's safe because there's different forms and things.
2: I actually wrote a book about it. And, oh
0: right,
2: uh, yeah. And uh, what was vitamin D called when it first was discovered? Toxiferol. Toxiferol. Hmm. Think of the name. Now, that didn't work for marketing, so they had to change it. But the truth is that we can make vitamin D in our own body, and the, and we can do it at the North Pole. Like, uh, how did the Inuits get their vitamin D? Well, you say, well, they ate uh, fish. Where did the fish get it? From the sun. They swam all the way down to the equator and came back at night so the Eskimos could eat it. Oh, but they <laughs> ate the krill. Uh, the, the and the krill did the same thing. Oh, they ate the seaweed. Oh, the seaweed went all the way down on the jet express to the equator, came back and then they got the <laughs> D. Where did it come from? The truth is you can get vitamin D out of the air. You can get it. Uh, it's been well known, uh, back in New York, for instance, uh, the Italian community used to hang their pasta on, uh, clotheslines. And they had to move into uh, tenements that had multi stories, So they hung them on the railings of their balconies, and they passed a law against it. Well, everybody started getting sick, and they realized that exposing the pasta to the sunlight was what the problem was. So all the Italians would buy their pasta now and have it shipped in from Italy, where they knew better. And it's been known for a long time. It was first discovered that the property in sunlight that was anti-rickets was actually, you could put into your food. And I'm really surprised Surprised at Ray P. With other vitamins, he says, take uh, just a pinch, 15 milligrams at the most, and I wouldn't even recommend it because of all the things. But with vitamin D, oh, take a whole bunch of it. Take 10,000, take 20,000. When the textbooks clearly said if you take more than 400 IU of their product, as a pill, you lose bone mass. It's in all the textbooks and yeah. suddenly when they want to sell vitamin D the whole thing changes even into uh, two levels of vitamin D, mm. one for deficiency and one for uh, uh, sub-deficiency or whatever they call it now, just mm. to market the market is vitamin D. Yeah. When it's so easy, you just stick your food out the window. You can, You can even do it in the shade but you can't right. do it through glass. Like the windows you see here, uh, not not going to work because I don't yeah. get the correct frequency. Yeah. But vitamin D doesn't just absorb in one frequency. Like that's how they make it uh, hit melt. They just uh, submit it to radiation. Uh, it works in multiple frequencies. They just use one light, one frequency because it's the best. Uh, similar to soybeans. Our soybeans have 18 different cofactors that go in them. Uh, that uh, actually feed them nitrogen, and when it came to the United States, they couldn't get it to grow, so they reduced it to one, which made the biggest, fattest soybean, and it's nowhere like the Middle Eastern soybean, which wasn't uh, estrogenic like ours is, and the world
0: soybean is now. Yeah, they're had he- uh, heavily uh, genetically modified, aren't they? Very modified.
2: It's been so much. Mo- it started being modified in 1888 when it first came mm. over here. It was used, you know, in car parts by uh, Ford and then also used to take the red out of red wheat. That was the purpose of it originally. Soy would take the red out of, uh, out of it, it kill the vitamin D. It, 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 vitamin A. It took them, uh, 1937, they validated that worked on uh, fish vitamin A too. Soy takes it right out. Oh, wow. Destroys it. Crazy. That's under, oh. that, By the way, in Scientific American, if you go back into the old books, which uh, I like to go back there. Before they started marketing everything, yeah. scientists were really interested in research at that point and fascinated by it. So all yeah. that information is available back through about the 1800s on through 1947, when the Truman administration decided shut all that down they had mm. they had worldwide meetings ray pete knows about this too i found mm. out about it accidentally because i researched so much i've mm. been in libraries uh, from 7 30 in the morning till they kicked me out at two o'clock and i live right next door to them so i'd go in for, out for a half hour to eat my lunch and right. out for a half hour to eat my uh, dinner and at the one in fort worth they said this guy doesn't have to sign in. He spends more time in here than any of my employees. I so just let him through <laughs> any time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh. So there, there was this article uh, that was suggesting that people uh, that men start taking estrogen because so apparently women are less vulnerable to uh, the coronavirus. So men should take estrogen, which everyone <laughs> thinks is like. I mean, first of all, it's kind of debatable whether it's actually a female hormone strangely enough is. it could
2: actually stop a a cytokine storm but it would kill you by other means so it's yeah. kind of like uh, the operation was a success but the patient died that's like the situation right. <laughs> <laughs> estrogen isn't even a female hormone Pete has gone into that and I when I first heard that I was fascinated by it and indeed It is not a female hormone. It only shows up for stress, whether it's in your arm or your womb or wherever. Pregnancy is a stress. It's supposed to be there for pregnancy or for preparation for pregnancy. So that's why women get 10 times more thyroid cancer than men do because they have to deal with that and because they don't tell them to get rid of it and eat foods that don't promote estrogen like serotonin, nitric oxide, Omega 3s, all the thing they tell us they are good. In fact, it's getting to the point where whatever you read in the medical community or even the holistic community now, reverse it and do the opposite <laughs> and you'll be you'll live a lot longer.
0: It just shows how politicized everything is now mm-hmm. and how how there's always an ulterior motive.
2: Is it in the same in in England like it is here? Like uh, I have people that their grandparents are outliving. I have I know people like uh, one of my best friends. Her grandmother lived 103. Her mother to uh, like, to maybe 80, 70. She mm. left the planet at 50. And mm. I have many cases of that. Uh, I know people who their their grandmothers are alive when they
3: die. A woman yeah, in, I, in my tree. a woman in my uh, granddad's care home. She just uh, recovered from coronavirus. Ninety, I think she was mid nineties. So that's amazing. <laughs> what does that yeah. say? <laughs>
0: um,
2: yeah. I it, know it's a lifestyle. You know, I used to hang around with uh, Gypsy Boots. Are you familiar with him? No, no. no. Gypsy Boots. Look him up on the internet. This guy would jump up and down and jump around when he was uh, ninety. He was still running marathon races. Uh, he could would sleep on pin cushions, uh, swing from trees. Uh, when the hippies were having their B ins and the Monterey Pop Festival, he had to be there all the time, and he kept going and going. And he used to uh, he used to come into the health food store I managed, jump in and throw out boots bars, and people thought he it was crazy because here's a, a eighty to ninety year old man uh, who could throw a football. Uh, further than some professional players, and had a six-pack of abs on it. <laughs> and all he did, he didn't take any supplements at all. Well, he advertised Kyle and Garland because his uh, brother-in-law was into it. Yeah. And when I met him, he had an 18-year-old girlfriend to boot. <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> That's he amazing. certainly
2: didn't act or look like a 80- or 90-year-old. You'll see him on yeah, you can go on uh, the video and find some YouTube videos. That yeah, but I just would was personally a, I wouldn't say a, a friend, but he was a regular person in my life who would yeah.
0: show up at
2: the health food store because his yeah. son uh, went to school up here in St. Barbara. Mm-hmm.
0: There's a lot of things that aren't advised for people's health now. Um, and yet it seems like the the sort of the last generation that's sort of just passed on. Um, well, they actually got away with a lot of that, and they did really well. I mean, yeah, you're just saying I, I, like smoke yeah.
3: a cigar every day or a glass of yeah. whiskey every day. Or yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: every, you know, everyone says don't smoke, but I mean, I'm not advocating smoking, but it's just interesting. You know, mm-hmm. people now are, are, are following all of the advice, and they're, they're not doing well at all. Mm. We can't account for genetics by uh,
2: what they call vertical. Uh, genetics completely it's mostly horizontal they first started investigating the elephant realized an elephant is impossible because they only mate every two years there's no way it could develop so then they started realizing that dna is also transferred by uh, many other things and that interesting enough many women if they've had prior lovers they have actual uh genetic uh, Imprints of certain of those traits that were in the sperm of the male something to think about there mm. uh, And that's that's been proven. It's called horizontal uh, genetics or horizontal uh, better name for it and It's a very real thing. Ray Pete spoke of it in one of his last interviews by the way And I've mm. been aware of it for the last 20 years when I well actually I first discovered it in the 70s, again, going through those old medical books where they knew about such things
3: back then. Yeah, talking about so much of this, these um, actions taken uh, against the virus to be politically motivated or um, a bit of a facade. And obviously, Atom, you mentioned New York City, something from there more recently. Um, I don't know if you saw about Mayor de, de Blasio uh, releasing... 2,000 prisoners um, because he said that um, prisons were coronavirus hotspots and therefore having less people in the prisons would reduce the spread of the virus um, but obviously as as is expected um, the, sh- the shootings in New York City are up by I think 170 odd percent, murders up by 23 percent, burglary up as well um, and uh, I think I, I read that uh, a seven-year-old girl was was wounded, a uh, young woman was murdered. There's a quote from him somewhere here um, that he said, We now have fewer people in our jails than any time since World War II, and we are safer for it and better for it. <laughs> when the truth is... Uh, half of them were, you know, already been rearrested. He explained his justification was that this was all to lessen the burden on jails, um in an attempt to curb the spread of the virus. I mean people did making insane political moves.
2: Same here in California, the letting criminals out. Was it in uh Lavergale? Was it in California where that person they let loose uh, raped the former rape victim? Was that in California? Well, anyway, it was a case of someone let out of the prison hmm. and uh, for rape, and he went and got his hmm. former victim and raped her and killed her this time. Oh, and it's gotten uh, so ridiculous here, letting people out of prisons, that, uh, that they don't put people in for crimes that when I was a beatnik and a hippie, uh, we would have gone to jail for life. Like... Here's a typical item in the paper that I just read this week's paper. Uh, so and so police found him with a needle stuck in his arm in a comatose uh, situation. And, uh, he had, uh, methamphetamine, heroin, mollies, and I think mushrooms. And, uh, they cited him. They cited him? <laughs>
1: That's crazy. (laughs) Normally
2: you would have been sacked away and stuck away in jail for life with something like that with all those drugs on you and you got a needle in your arm beside. And it just wasn't.
0: And that happens so much
2: many times I get amused by it. Of course, pot it's funny, pot is okay, but uh, but people are still taking meth and everything else. And at this point they're not jailing them here in California. I don't know about other states. But meanwhile, wow. if you have a mask and you're at the beach, they went and got some guy, he's about a quarter mile out on a paddleboard, and they dragged him out and arrested him. So yeah.
3: um, yeah,
2: I, 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 I they need the room for the people not wearing masks.
3: <laughs> I, I, I was interested to see uh, a bit more what you thought about the masks, actually, because uh, uh, looking at uh, just at European countries, um, so the UK has been, I guess, relatively... Uh, strict about mask wearing in in terms of, you know, you have to wear them going into shops and all of this kind of thing. And um, obviously, so we've had, uh, I think, as of recently, 320,000 cases, 4,700 cases per, per million people. And then you have European countries like the Netherlands coming out and saying, Uh, that they're not going to make masks compulsory and that they don't believe it makes any difference. And actually, they've had 3,700 per million cases. So, uh, you know, actually, a significant amount less uh, Mm. infections per population than the UK has. Uh, And obviously, Sweden going for kind of the herd immunity option rather um, rather than strict lockdown measures, having less deaths per population than the uk so what difference does it make i guess uh usually the particles get through most of the barriers now
2: here's the funny thing Uh, n95 masks uh which not many people are wearing but they're they have some effectiveness but you have to change them every day Mm. now we're wearing n95 masks that are close to what 20 years old are they it's 20 years old (laughs) They were old when we used them for the the fire they had here. I mean, then you needed something to keep those particles from getting in. We were using them then. In fact, our masks are looking, uh, I guess I don't have one right here, but they're all dirty looking. Mm. And, uh, you know, we're just following the law so we don't get arrested. We know it's a joke. So uh, we're just putting on our face something to cover it, you know. But now it's become crazy. People, It's become a fashion statement. People have uh, different designs on it. They have deals where you can see your mouth through Mm. it. They have visors. In one restaurant, the guy is making his employees wear one of these
3: dog collars too. (laughs) 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 I mean, uh, police officers as well going around. Asking people for for reasons why they aren't wearing masks, which involves disclosing medical information that should be confidential, um, and and police officers basically taking matters into their own hand and without any medical knowledge, deciding whether they deem that person worthy of being excused of, from wearing a mask. Exactly, they take it from Bill Gates. He's not a medical expert, you know. <laughs> he's yeah, he's, he's now he is,
2: but he didn't he doesn't do very well because first he was saying how they were absolutely useless and then suddenly he changed his tune. And in fact yeah. his boss, what is his name? His first initial and last one are AA. He has a boss and his boss was saying they're they're useless. Mm. And uh, yeah. now suddenly they all come to the view because one it, it represents submission for one thing Mm, and so mm. they want to see what they can get us to do next thing we'll be hopping on one foot or crawling on all four they claim that tall people have more of a chance of getting in than short people because the particles rise or something that's that's actually been (laughs) a crazy thing i can't believe
1: they actually said that
2: Hmm. I know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you have Saturday Night Live or know what that show is. It's like watching Saturday Night Live instead of watching real life on TV. Yeah,
3: it, is. <laughs> it was the UK government or something announced that um, ages ago that wearing masks was wasn't necessary. They didn't believe it, and then obviously they did a U-turn on that and made them mm. compulsory. And I didn't. I think Facebook flagged, uh, oh, yeah. or flagged flagged it up as false information. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's the same this,
2: I've been the said. twice on already So I'm going light. I, I think I'm going to do something over on uh BitChute because I just can't yeah. keep pointing about this.
0: Mm. So what what happened on Facebook? Did you just get posts removed?
2: Well, I I put something about the vaccinations they that's a no no. You can't say mm. anything about vaccinations. So yeah. somebody either turned me in or they found it or whatever. Yeah. And so uh I've been saying things on uh <laughs> Another station I'm interviewed on, and uh, and I and I'm really thinking of starting on BitChute. We open an account. I just have to yeah. figure out what I'm going to say and yeah. how to say it. But at this point, uh, I wrote three books about it, and actually they're almost outdated now because things have uh, progressed so much. Uh, yeah. So uh, I think they're good, but those books aren't selling because everybody has a book out about it now, one way or the yeah. other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, I'm lost in thousands of people. As yeah. Robert Greene pointed out, it's best to pick a subject that no one is into, like mind hacking, which I do. That's true. And very yeah. few people are, like yeah. solar nutrition. But yeah. I'm not going to make any money. i writing books yeah. about yeah. Uh, COVID. That's yeah. for sure. And there are plenty of really good experts. You guys, yeah. and I'm so glad to see you here, uh, that you realize that you're being scammed. It's a yeah. pandemic
3: definitely well, one thing i've been uh, interested in looking at from the start as well has been the enormously overstated and um kind of almost apocalyptic predictions of death so i know in uh neil Ferguson in the u k the epi- epidemiologist had to double back because he originally predicted five hundred thousand deaths in the u k the reality's been been less than tenth of that. Um, and uh, I think you've seen that there's a big thing in South Africa um, as well, because the initial projections there were hugely overstated and um, they had an extremely strict lockdown uh, as a result of it. You know, they even banned alcohol and tobacco there. Uh, basically, in, in hindsight, uh, there's a, a group called Panda, the Pandemic Data Analysis, who are a bunch of... Um, you know economists doctors uh, uh, data scientists analyzed the um, the differences between countries with stricter lockdowns and more relaxed lockdowns and so on uh, and they found that lockdown measures have been a complete failure at reducing the pace of of spread of infection uh, or they call it reproduction rate uh, because governments assume that each time they relax the measures there'll be a step up in cases and the reality is that um, The reproduction rates just track a descending path. Anyway, uh, what they call social mobility—so the amount of people coming into contact with each um, other—didn't affect the curve of the virus. They predicted that um, in in the future, that in South Africa, the deaths, um, the lockdown-related deaths, will exceed the number of deaths from coronavirus. So, I mean, this is—I guess—this is a lack of treatment for things like. I don't know tuberculosis diabetes mm-hmm. things like that uh and I, i've got a quote here from the from the co-founder of panda who said what has happened in the last four months is the greatest social injustice in south africa's history since apartheid the lockdown is based on bad science poor modeling and even worse judgment on the part of the government um yeah i oh, so no,
2: just have uh- Figured that out. Uh, Tanzania, for instance, the president there uh, figured it out. You, you heard about his test, and he got the results out of sending papaya in, I believe, and several yeah. other samples mm-hmm. like that. And the uh, president of uh, Madagascar, too, to have figured it out, um, oh, who yeah. is very against their— basically, I think what the—in uh, Tanzania, the uh, president's son got it, and he just gave him—what was it— uh, it's not garlic, it's uh, ginger. We gave him ginger right. and lemon and a few things like that. And he said, that's all that's
3: necessary. Mm. And They just have 20% in, in common with a uh, common cold, right? The virus, I think it's something like yep. 20%. It's like you would treat a cold.
2: And mm. colds are, uh, to show how colds are in your head, uh, I've uh, cured colds just immediately in various methods. And I finally figured out it's coming from my head. I read a lot of Gurdjieff at one point, and Gurdjieff said the best way to get rid of the disease or like a cold is to say you don't have it. Tell everybody you don't have it. So I had a really bad one. I mean, I'm just uh, draining out of my nose. And I'm in a print shop, and a lady looked at me and said, uh, wow, you really have a bad cold there. And I said, I don't have any cold. And she looked at me like I was a madman. <laughs> <laughs> And so I left there still with the cold, and I went over to a health food store I managed. And the owner was there, and he said, wow, you really have a bad cold. And I said, I don't have a cold. Well, he broke into a belly laugh and thought that was so hilarious he laughed. And my cold, completely gone. At that moment yeah. that he laughed, wow. no wow. sign at all. I never had a cold after <laughs> that. Amazing. I've done similar things like that, so I know. A lot of this has to do with our uh, immunity uh, and our desire. Uh, my teacher, Adonale, called it uh, ATG, attention getting syndrome, uh, that a lot of times we get sick because we want attention. And a, when I first heard that term, we went on a uh, in Arizona, we went in one of those recreational vehicles and the son, the, this, this couple's son got sick. And he was throwing up and everything, and so he had to keep out of school. So he went with us. And so he kept throwing up and getting sick, and he kept on asking for an aspirin. And we were doing all kinds of health food stuff, including the parents that were into it. So finally, O'Donnell Lay, who was with us, said said to the mother, give him one of these. And you know those big throat lozenges you put in for sore throats? Uh, I forget the name of it right now. But anyway... Tell him it's an aspirin and tell him to swallow it all. So she went and gave him the, the aspirin and he <laughs> took it and he, he went right to sleep and just stopped all the throwing up and the complaining and everything. We wow. were driving then for a few hours. He slept all the time. When we got off and woke him up at home, he said, See, I told you all I needed was an aspirin.
3: Placebo <laughs> <laughs> oh <my laughs> <laughs> you know, effect to the extreme, yeah.
2: I don't yeah. know if anyone ever told him. He's a grown-up uh, man now. He was yeah. about uh, 12 back then. I don't know if yeah. anyone ever told him what that aspirin really was.
0: <laughs> he might just <laughs> randomly get sick again if you tell him. Might just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: I think even in the UK, they were
3: estimating more excess cancer deaths than total coronavirus deaths because they've been telling people to obviously to stay away from hospitals. Um, I think... Uh I read that something like more than twelve, twelve and a half thousand um cancer uh diagnoses might have been missed. And in fact my, my one of my friends from uh from here, he his mum was being uh treated for cancer and it was working and I think that they she was told not to come into hospital anymore.
0: Uh Ben, I just wanted to add on to what you were saying in England there's been so far I think about 313,000 deaths overall just uh, like all-cause mortality and originally there was like 46,000 of those attributed to COVID and then they then took that down to uh, 41,000 because they've been attributing uh, anyone who tested positive to COVID to uh COVID death they, they'd been attributing it to COVID, yes, yeah. So even if you died in a car crash um they admit they admitted that this was going on, but they they quietly just took off some of those uh took off some of those deaths, and they did the same in America as well where they they said uh, i think it was there was someone who was at a press conference in America, and she I said name,
2: but I know definitely who you're talking
0: yeah, about. yeah, and she said uh oh yeah all anyone who tests positive and, and dies is going to be attributed to coronavirus. I mean, we were and-
3: talking about the the thing, uh, there's a girl from my village, I think she was 18, um, who uh, I, I was told she died from coronavirus. Um, and I mean, I, I later found, found out that although she did have coronavirus, um, she had a bunch of um, pre-existing immune system conditions and uh, I think she had to, she had to have her legs amputated, and all of this kind of thing. Obviously, um, you know, maybe the virus um, brought on a, a bunch of other issues that were related to pre-existing conditions. How much can you say it's the virus that's caused the death? Sometimes
2: the virus could actually save a person's life because it's a counter hormesis. It's called in other words, you have a counter trauma to work on another trauma. It's well known, or used to be well known, that TV can cure cancer. You give a person TV, or you give them TV, and their cancer is gone, particularly on lung cancer. That's in immune textbooks. I first heard it from a holistic therapist, and then I validated it in a standard uh, immune book. And also, you have—I've uh, known many cases where they got misattributed to COVID. Uh, you have a famous person there in Britain. He's a Marquet. If I'm pronouncing that correctly, even that has a castle, and he has wives installed in all of his uh, in his uh, bungalows around the place that he mm-hmm. uh, regularly. He's a Rascal apparently with a beard uh, that uh, has all these women, and he was mm-hmm. listed. He died of uh, on the mainstream news. He died of coronavirus. Well, even Wikipedia says he died of cancer. He was dying again. <laughs> That's crazy. So I don't know. Yeah. And again. Here, that same lady, her name escapes me, she said, You don't have to test positive. In fact, many people that tested three times, they couldn't, they got a negative. Well, he's got to have it because obviously he has symptoms. Yeah. So yeah. that's really common. Herman Kane, uh, a man who uh, used to be called the sperminator because he was a wild judge uh, here in, ran for president a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> He was listed as dying of uh, that he died of coronavirus. Well, guess what? Uh, he had in two thousand and six or eight, way back there, he had stage four cancer all over his body. He survived it, but he still had it in his body. And they put him in the hospital. It took him four months of oxygen to kill him. And this, I do agree with Ray P. They kill people with oxygen. The ventilators are killing people unless they give carbogen. Which is 5% carbon dioxide, and 95% oxygen. They're killing people. So once you get them on a ventilator and they get mm. paid a lot more money, put them on a ventilator, what $35,000 instead of four or 5,000, then mm. you kill them. So again, not only the drugs, but the combination of the drugs and the treatments. Mm. And I'm sure I've been in hospital before. And they are the most depressing places. My father could walk in a hospital and pass out. Hey, mm. He was so uh, extremely uh, allergic to hospitals. He would pass mm. out by the
3: smell of a hospital. So <laughs> I'm like that as well. I have a big, I have a big blood problem. But you know, I even went to the. Um, chiropractor recently <laughs> with a muscle problem i think it was in my back and i i had to he the second he started talking about uh i think he was talking about you know cracking just talking about nerves or something. yeah on nerves so i had to go and sit down and get a glass of water i can't do it <laughs> <laughs> one of the reasons
2: i didn't become an acupuncturist because i did study it at one point was oh. the needles uh, they used to give me a needle and i would uh, pass out and mm-hmm. I wouldn't feel fear, but I'd just pass out. So mm-hmm. one time, I went to give blood, and uh, they stuck the pen in, and I passed out. But I still, through some kind of immense willpower, I just stood there. And the nurse, I heard her in my peripheral vision, because I was high as a kite. She said, Doctor, this man doesn't have any blood pressure. <laughs> and so he actually walked up to me, and I got my eyes closed, and he said, are you unconscious? I said yes. I, said, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, hey, uh,
2: I recommend uh, besides all of my books, which I have on uh, uh if you haven't heard of Even Illich, he predicted all of this in 1971 and 74 with three books. But the main one is Medical Nemesis, one of the most astounding books. It's available for free on the internet, anyone can, can read it. And this third is about the transportation industry. Those are the three things where they want to control us, with the automatic cars now and with the uh, medical profession, because it's become a uh, moral it's become a moral issue. You said it back then. and look, now it's a moral issue. You're being immoral because you're killing people if you don't yeah. wear a mask, if you don't do this, if you yeah. don't lock down, if you don't social distance, yeah. if you don't, etc. Who, uh, you're
3: immoral if you don't accept
2: their
3: product. My brother even told me yesterday he's heard that uh, people who don't wear masks are being called ratlickers. What? I don't know where that's come from, but if Elliot, if Elliot says it, he's more in touch yeah. with the uh, he's more down yeah. with the kids than I am. So I, I believe.
0: I, <laughs> yeah, I, I saw this uh, picture on the internet, and it was it was like a poster that was at a bus stop, and it said, "Keep your distance." pass others quickly, and then it said at the end, get this, look away when passing other people. So, you know, <laughs> you're, you're not allowed to look at people because it's, it's just too dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> His mouth just
2: dropped
3: too dangerous. you're
0: Yeah,
3: I bet. Yeah. To be fair, I know a lot of people that wouldn't complain about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true. Don't, yeah. They don't like to look at other people anyway. Yeah. Yeah, Um, another thing I was going to mention, this is a little bit of a tangent, actually, but um, I was quite interested in uh, the plague, the plague outbreak in China recently that came out, because um, I remember looking at the World Health Organization report on that, um, to which they had said it's, uh, it's not high risk. I I was interested that, um, you know, in I think it was uh, 2017 that Madagascar had an outbreak of the plague that was 300 cases and 30 deaths. So that's a recent example of a 10% mortality rate, I mean, which is enormously higher than the coronavirus. And yet uh, people haven't really even been talking about this recent outbreak in, in China um, I thought that in was quite interesting.
2: States, we've had a uh, plague, but in very small amounts. It seems to be associated with certain type of soils, by the way, that attracted. Mm. And A, hundred, uh, a couple of thousands. See in this country, uh, particularly Louisiana and places like that, and they don't talk about that. Also, they mm. let TV people walk around without masks <laughs> before this, and yeah. uh, you're much more likely to get TB than you are, uh, well, mm. I can't say yeah. that, but you're... you're not going to have a problem from getting the cold. My idea back in March, I believe, I posted on Facebook, and I got a lot of flack for it. Everybody should come out, get this virus, get it over with, and we can move on from it. Because it would all be over. And stay home. Overload the hospitals. Hospitals are what are killing people. Even a conservative in the United States, Ron Paul, finally figured that out. That's the drugs that are killing people and the treatments and the fear and the mask and everything else have done to make it, is, I mean, when people are under stress, here they've got these evacua- uh, evictions are coming up. And they keep on postponing it. And the landlords keep on fighting it. No, we're going to get you out beforehand. Lawyers are uh, are working for, these, uh, for the landlords who are stuck themselves. They've got rent to pay. So it's a... Uh, basically going to be a financial disaster maybe even worse than uh, back in the 30s depression and it may heard, take a year war to solve unfortunately
3: I heard that uh, us unemployment claims jumped up something like 1 million after the uh, after they stopped the uh, the benefits.
2: 40 40 million. There's 5 million supposedly unemployed uh, unemployed here in California, according to what I just read in the local paper. Right, gosh. With a pretty good score somewhere. 5 million people on unemployment. Yeah.
1: Um, But this was so interesting. I've learned so much. And and it was lovely to meet you as well, Adam.
2: A pleasure to meet you too.
1: Oh, thank you. I'm going to follow you on Instagram and Facebook. All right. I'm there <laughs>
2: regularly. Usually, uh, I've, I've toned down on COVID, but if, if you go to one radio network too, uh, I often in the comment section, because I don't want to get the pe- other people in trouble. Oh, no, you know, you just... doing this. Uh, yeah. You're doing a, a great service to people, by the way, because this thing, I believe, uh, I believe when you're greatly outnumbered, one of my favorite books was The Lord of the Rings by Tolkien, which I've read three times. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. It's, my, it's one of my
0: favorite books.
1: I love it.
0: Yeah, I, I remember you mentioned that. Uh, it was at the end of an in, uh, interview with Patrick, I think. And uh, did, you, did you say you read it out loud to yourself? Yep. Awesome.
2: I, uh, I even wrote letters to my friends in Dwarvish runes, I was so into <laughs> oh, it. That's
1: <Wow>. so cool. <laughs>
2: wow. uh, one of my friends was in crypto school, so I got a 35 foot letter back in the ticker tape. Uh, in- <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: man, that's cool. Oh, That's amazing. Uh. Adam, do you want to just tell people where they can find your work?
2: Uh, solartiming.com. I think I have about 45 books on there and I'm writing more. Uh, we have videos too, and there's lots of information on solartiming.com. We also have a pay site for $99 and one fee only where you can go on and get, uh, it's called color recycling and actually get your exact time to, uh, to figure out what your real biological time is versus what your clock says, adjusting for daylight saving. It's like a sundial time. Uh, some people make a little too much of that. You don't have to <laughs> be a, a physicist to eat on time. Uh, but it's for people who want to dabble with that. We have that. There's lots of features on the site. It's $99, uh, dollars, again, a password. And I do a lot of blogs on that as well. I think I'm up to a thousand now or so. And other information, the food lists, all kinds of things. Meanwhile, anyway, well, I've got books on everything from uh, uh, acidifier dye, which again is an opposite viewpoint. you hear alkalizer die. I've got the other point to balance it out because really you want to go right down the middle of the razor's edge. I mm. have books on solar timing, mind hacking, mesmerism, one of mm. my specialities uh, uh, researching uh, through books from the before mesmer on to now mm. uh, and amazing cases of how this, not our brain, but our mind, wherever that is, out in the air, according to Rupert Sheldrake, another yes. one of the, my heroes there living in your area. Mm. Uh, anyway, I've got a lot of books there. Just go check them out. And I'm always on Facebook uh, as long as they let me stay there. Serious <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. subject.
0: My motto yeah.
2: is, and he mounted his horse and rode off in all directions. So don't expect one subject to stay there for too long. You know, one of the, uh, One of the best things for people is to get pandiculation, if you've heard me talk about it. It's simply the stretch and yawn. Ants do it. Every animal does it. If you find Mm -hmm. a a video on uh, the Internet of a pelican doing it, that's very dramatic. But if a person just gives their maximum stretch and yawns and stretches, they can actually get rid of edema. I've seen it. By simply yawning and stretching, taking their feet, Which say they're out like that, they bring them back toward their nose and Mm. then tuck them slightly in and yawn and stretch. And I've seen a person with a leg that big go down to normal when doctors said, no way, Jose. Wow.
0: That's amazing.
2: Just yawning and stretching is called pandiculation. You'll even find it in Wikipedia. It's basically Mm. combining a stretch. I call it the cat pose. Watch Mm. a cat yawn and how they stretch at the same time. Wow. Um, That's my best health tip of the day.
3: Oh, wow. That's great. (laughs) Thanks. Uh,
0: Oh, Well, thank you for joining us here on the Mockery Cushion this week. We hope you all enjoyed that. So it's goodbye from me.
3: It's goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. And goodbye from me.
0: Yeah, this is bit...
1: <laughs> No, I don't
3: like this. Can we not, please? I don't no, like this. It. So, funny. I'm covering my
1: screen. Hey, it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>